Welcome to Keeping It Real podcast with Kim Har and Kim Spence Mullen. We're real life friends who discuss real life problems in a real life way. As you listen to this podcast, we celebrate the good, support you through the bad, and point you to a real life God who has the answers. We invite you to join us at the table where together we'll laugh, sometimes we'll cry, but most importantly, our promise is to show up and do real life together. friends and welcome back to Keeping It Real. This is the podcast that we want you to know. This is the time to sit down with a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, maybe it's a Coke that you like, you know, whatever it is that makes you comfortable that you can sit at the table with us and keep it real. Um, Because one thing Kim and I determined to do is to be very real on this podcast. So, Kim, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You know, we 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 know we're going to have fun topics at times. I mean, you know, we've had every really every time we get together, we laugh, but we also we have times where it's like, yeah, this is a it's a deep topic, and sometimes we know people are probably sitting there thinking, hmm, how would I talk about that if they were mm-hmm. sitting right here with us? You yeah. Know? You know what I like about our podcast, though, is even when we talk about the hard things, mm-hmm. we usually share laughter. Yeah. Because even in those tough times, even in just the daily grind, yeah, I think laughter is so much of what keeps life sane. Yeah. Yeah. And it's part of who we are naturally. Mm-hmm. So that's what I love is because it really, I, you know, we are not trying to force ourselves to laugh. <laughs> Trust me. We it, force it, ourselves not to yeah, laugh. It, exactly. It really is part of, of who we are. Mm-hmm. And so we want you to find joy in life. We want you to find the times where, yes, you, as you're coming through some difficult seasons and situations, and trust me, Kim and I both have been there, mm-hmm. we know that though there is light at the end of that tunnel, we know that joy does come in the morning. We know that there is beauty for ashes. Mm-hmm. So God brings you through these difficult times that you may be in, but to find joy That's on right. the other side. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, okay, today's topic is, uh, speaking of sometimes difficult situations, we're going to talk today about dealing with difficult people. We know this does not fit any of you that are listening. (laughs) None of you are difficult. That's right. (laughs) Kim and I are not difficult Mm -hmm. ever. Um, But we are going to talk about how do we deal with difficult people and what does that even mean? Well, you know, when we're talking about difficult people, um, let me maybe just give some examples of who are the difficult people in most of our lives. Um, First of all, there is the, I always feel bad because the the phrase is used, Debbie Downer, and I feel bad for Debbie because I think that that's a really bad way to look at the name. But the, the downing people, the negative people that no matter what you say, it feels like there's going to be negative. Mm -hmm. You know, how are you today? You dread asking them, how are you? Because you already know Mm -hmm. the answer is going to be, well, not so good. Mm -hmm. And so those negative people are going to be the first. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one is people that maybe have more of a victim mindset Mm -hmm. and feel like the world is always out to get them. 
So they're blaming others. Uh, maybe they thrive on drama and it kind of ties into that negative with mm-hmm, the downers, mm-hmm. but it's also, it's really a little bit more of the victim feels like I'm blaming everybody else for my problems. Then there's the people that maybe always come across as better than. And this can look like one uppers, mm-hmm. know it alls, show offs. Um, these are the people that maybe you find name dropping a lot. They're trying to impress everybody to make them feel important. You've got the people that are maybe more self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. And those are ones that um, maybe the question is, what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. I'm always looking for an advantage that's going to, to benefit me. Mm-hmm. There might be passive people. And where you think, well, why would that be difficult if they're passive? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just hard because, you know, someone that is extremely passive mm-hmm. maybe doesn't share their opinions. They don't. Um, contribute a lot to the conversations and you feel like you're more carrying the weight of of those um, conversations, those friendships. Mm -hmm. You've got passive aggressive people. And this is maybe more ones that use sarcasm as humor. They may tell a joke at your expense and then say something like, well, I was just kidding. Mm. And then you've got controllers. And controllers are a little bit more of the bossy people that always have to be right Um, maybe can escalate a little bit quicker in their moods, Mm -hmm. and maybe always take control of situations that people haven't asked them to take control of. Mm. (laughs) So that's kind of a short but long list Mm -hmm. of people that might be difficult. Okay. Okay, so we always have a keeping it real question (laughs) every time. So what is the question for this podcast. All right. Well, I thought it would be good to ask of each of those, mm-hmm. which for you is the hardest personality type for you to get along with, which is the one that maybe pushes your buttons mm-hmm. out of all of those difficult people? Mm, that's a good question. So be thinking, if you're listening to this and wondering, um, what is your, what's your person? <laughs> so for <laughs> me, it would probably be the the downer. I think it's funny that so many times it's a woman's name that's associated with things like that. You know, the Karen that's name. Right. And my middle name is Karen, by the way. So I I, I hate that like phrase, but but we should make a David Downer. Yeah. Or Doug Downer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's probably the downer slash victim Mm -hmm. you know because when you're talking about victim obviously you're not talking about a real victim of this is a mentality here Mm -hmm. so this is and i that's probably the biggest uh difficulty for me um because i have known people like that and that was like an extended period of time you know and so it's probably that's probably the most um the one that would push my buttons the most because I'm always feeling like then I have to combat that with something yeah. positive, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so instead of just kind of letting them be that, I I would always feel like I would need to then try to be extra positive on the other side. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's, that's mine. How about yours? Well, you know, as I was looking at the list, I, I really think the one that's hardest for me is when there is someone that's like a know-it-all, 
the one upper, mm-hmm. the interrupter that doesn't feel like you're being listened to. Mm-hmm. You may begin to share a story, and before you've even got it out, you're being cut off. You know, someone is sharing a better story, and so it's just hard to be present in those conversations. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it's going to be more of that one upping, um, somebody mm-hmm. that's showing off and and <laughs> maybe has an opinion on absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. and i'm sure as you gave that list earlier probably everybody's thinking oh i this person that Mm -hmm. person fits that and so how on earth do we deal with difficult people well and i think in dealing with them before we jump to how do we deal with them Mm -hmm. are you ever curious why they seem to be drawn to you Mm. You know, the people that... That's a good Because question. I know for me, yeah. I I do. I will notice those people. And maybe I notice them more because it does bother me. Mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. they're not more drawn to us. But I think that a lot of the times when we're around difficult people, the reason they're drawn to us is we may actually be great listeners. Mm-hmm. And so we just listen and we don't put up boundaries. We don't stop. Uh, maybe we give them just lots of undivided attention and time. Mm-hmm. And so that's what a lot of times people are looking for. Mm-hmm. And so it's our lack of boundaries and not knowing not knowing actually how to do anything different. Yeah. But mm-hmm. so what do we do? Is that what you asked? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I think that's really interesting because probably I don't think I'd ever really thought about that before. Why would that bother me so much or why would it seem like if if you feel like that that person is around it may just be one particular Mm -hmm. person and it may be in your family and where you can't avoid but or work or something like that where that person just always seems to come to you Mm -hmm. um that's interesting that that you can evaluate okay well what is it that i may need to change in order to maybe kind of, like you said, maybe put up a boundary, maybe something that might help you deal with it in a different way, too. Well, I think it's also asking, why does it bother me? What's my trigger? That's good. Because honestly, I think that with me, the one-uppers, the know-it-alls, I love my family dearly, Mm -hmm. but I can recognize that I grew up in a family and we jokingly say that there was a lot of Mm one-uppers. And it was, to us, it was actually almost like sport. Mm -hmm. You know, it was Mm -hmm. like funny, who can tell the funniest story? And and it was a part of just kind of what we did. But I also recognize that those are ones that bother me now Mm -hmm. because it felt like you had to really compete to, to be a part of the conversation. Mm. So it was just this competition. Interesting. And probably for me, looking at why being passive or not, it's kind of a combo. So, slash, slash, slash. The, <laughs> the downer slash passive. Passive for me would be the one I think I would see myself in. Um, and so when I look at that, I think that uh, definitely bothers me because I can see myself as that person at a period in time not that way anymore not that I'm super aggressive but I but I am I am realized when I was living my life in a certain way that and even in my family same thing love my family dearly but they they are um 
a lot of strong people in my family who are very um aggressive in a sure. lot of ways kind and of yes a lot of dominance and so I took a back seat to that and would not and so that started young mm-hmm. and I lived that way for a long time and until I realized that is not serving me well yeah to be you know to be that there are times I'm sure we can fill in gaps you know where where you see things in yourself that you think yeah that that could be I can turn that for something good and so definitely a change but um but the so that kind of is the trigger for me Mm -hmm. is probably looking at it and thinking yeah I I don't want to be that person well and I think there's a part too of this is a place for growth Mm -hmm. for all of us Mm -hmm. because you and I were talking ahead of time almost like these continuums it doesn't mean we are on the extreme end of any of these. Right. But I think that there's a part of really asking ourselves with all honesty, you know, do I fit into any of these? Mm-hmm. And maybe what would my children say? Yeah. What yeah. would my family say? What yeah. would my friends say? Mm-hmm. And and really have that teachable heart mm-hmm. of, of, okay, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So how can I actually recognize when I'm beginning to slide into that? Yeah. Yeah. So, are you the difficult person, or are you are you the one that just seems to be around the difficult people? Mm-hmm. And then that's that's a good evaluation. So well, we my can self evaluate. My kids would tease when my entire family would get together: my brother, sister, dad, mom. Um, and they would laugh and they would say, oh, my goodness, you guys just one up each other's stories. You're a bunch of one uppers. <laughs> and and, you know, where we kind of laughed, mm-hmm. it also gave me pause because, um, OK, one is you can do something like that when you're with a family. And we think this is, you know, none of us are offended by this. And we're actually, in, I'll say, enjoying, yeah, you yeah. know, kind of we're laughing heartily and we're right. not doing it to one up each other. Yeah. But I also think it's really important to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Because when we don't look at our blind spots, mm. you know, not everybody feels that same way. Yeah. And we don't want people to see us yeah. and want to run. Right. We don't want that's them to true. see us. We don't want those labels to be that's our reputation. Yeah. And that's really good to word it as a blind spot because sometimes it's just something you're not necessarily aware of until somebody makes a comment mm-hmm. like that. And it can be different when you're with family and enjoying or living a certain way and not feeling like it's a bad thing in the moment. But then do you, do I want to be passive when yeah. I'm in a business situation? No, definitely not. You right. know, I mean, that do, do you want to be a one upper when, you know, when I'm you're doing counseling? Yeah. <laughs> You think you have problems? That's okay, right. here. <laughs> that wouldn't work very well. No, no. <laughs> but it is important yeah. to recognize that. Yeah. And I think good. that when we just ask ourselves, okay, where's the area I need to work most mm-hmm. on? Mm-hmm. Because I think if any of us think we don't need to work on things, <laughs> then we're fooling ourselves. Yeah, for sure. And I think also, you know what, sometimes the closest best friends too mm-hmm. can actually, you can ask them, hey, if I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. do you see me as any of these? Mm-hmm. You know what? A good friend may give you the truth on that. Yeah. Yeah. And they might do it in a, a way that you can say, oh, I never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and uh, so that's good. 
Check yourselves. Yes. That's right. Yes. Good, so good. if you are around a difficult person, mm-hmm. okay, what do we do? Mm-hmm. And I think the first thing is we've got to know our triggers, know what is going to irritate me, push my buttons. Mm-hmm. And it may be somebody that's always coming and they always have to talk about one topic. Mm-hmm. It may be, oh, here they come and they're going to try and suck us into this controversial topic or this issue or they're going to ask a personal question that – they haven't earned the right to ask. Mm-hmm. So know what your triggers are. Know who those people tend to be. Mm-hmm. And have a plan of actually how can you maybe steer the conversation away from those topics? Mm-hmm. How can you, you know, if the conversation does go there or you're beginning to feel that, how can you actually get away? Mm-hmm. Have, an, have an escape plan. Mm-hmm. Minimize the minimize the time you're with people like that Mm -hmm. and I think it's really important to recognize we all need boundaries Mm -hmm. boundaries isn't a bad word boundaries a good word we can use them in a very kind way we can have boundaries when somebody you know calls us on the phone and um, sometimes we feel stuck on the phone Mm -hmm. honestly I think something that I try to do is if I know somebody is going to maybe take more of my time Mm -hmm. and and sometimes this is keeping it real. Mm-hmm. You know, friends, family that know I'm a therapist. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about my clients. Mm-hmm. But friends and family may call me and all of a sudden want me to give them therapeutic advice and they're not calling me as a friend or a family member. Yeah. And I know that it's like they're going to tell me this really long story. Yeah. And I have to be able to put up a boundary that simply says, you know what, hey, um, I'm I'm preoccupied right now. Can I call you back? Mm-hmm. And so when I call them back, I can already set it up by saying, hey, I only have a few minutes, but mm-hmm. it was important to me to call you back. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm a little bit more in control of the conversation. I can say things like, you know what, it was great catching up with you. Yeah. Have some exit lines, but yeah. be able to use boundaries. I like the exit line idea because I think if you prepare for that, then when you're around that person that does seem to kind of push your buttons in a negative way and you feel like that's a difficult person, then you have a way out Mm -hmm. that is planned, but it's not, then you you don't feel like you're being the bad guy right. or bad girl for, for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the most important thing mm-hmm. is to really just check yourself and remember to look through the eyes of empathy. Yeah, that's a good point. Because all of those, when somebody is is in more of a di- maybe a difficult person, there's defense mechanisms that they use. Yeah. Because whether it's trying to gain acceptance, I want to feel important. Mm-hmm. I want to be lovable. Mm -hmm. I want to impress you. Mm -hmm. You know, all of those are actually human needs. And so if I can look through the eyes of empathy and see them as a human, all of a sudden, it may not upset me as much. It may not bother me as much because I'm putting myself in their shoes. And sometimes in your mind, it's really just kind of using the words, you know, bless their heart. Yes. Bless their heart. Yes. You know, I know that they are trying to impress Um, And you know what? It's sad that somebody has to try that hard to gain acceptance. So use empathy. That's a really good word. And and understand that they may be coming from a place of this is about 
a need, a hole somewhere in them that they they see that you help to fill. Mm-hmm. And so that that is that for whatever reason, whichever one of those on yeah. the list that, um, yeah, when you can walk in their shoes, maybe put yourself in their shoes for a minute and don't don't feel like you have to answer their um, difficulty yeah. with with whatever it is like you know you're not having to match it mm-hmm. and that you can you can look at them through through compassion but then also um have that time of maybe a little bit of an exit plan and yeah. you know and and kindness yeah yeah overall yeah i like it treat them like jesus would yeah yeah love them like jesus yeah, would absolutely I think Jesus probably had some exit plans, too. (laughs) Probably so. (laughs) Uh, Well, this has been a good conversation Mm -hmm. because I think we all deal with difficult people. I think at times we can all be a difficult person. And so I think this is just a topic of growth that um, hopefully it's just got our listeners thinking and it's been beneficial. So, well, as we close today's episode, we want to say how excited we are to have you as our friend. Welcome. We invite you to join us every two weeks as we dive into what it means to be real, raw, and restored. We promise to keep it real and come as we are so that you too can come as you are. <laughs>